welcome and welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. Before we get started, make sure you uh, click that like button if you enjoy the content. Click that subscribe button and the notification bell so you know when new episodes are coming out. Also, give us that five-star review. Leave a comment and let's get right to it. All right. So, um, who are we going to talk about today? Man, listen, it's supposed to be football time, but uh, one guy in the NBA just keeps giving us content. So we're going to attack that and uh, let's get right to it. Draymond Green, the most outspoken NBA player, I think. I think it's fair to say that, right? Draymond Green, who we just talked about the other day in terms of his uh, interesting, to say the least, take that uh, his Warriors could uh, from 2017 could beat the uh, 96 or 98 Bulls and not only beat them, but beat them by 20. I don't I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what rules we're talking about. But anyway, we already discussed that. But again, uh, right after that, Draymond gives us something else to talk about. And what is that? Draymond wants it all. And when I say he wants it all, I mean, he wants it all. Draymond Green is a guy who is obviously a four time champion and uh, likely based on where he uh, has spent the bulk of his career thus far. He's going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Now, is he a Hall of Fame player? That's a different argument entirely, but the Basketball Hall of Fame is, I'll just say it, it's its the weakest of the major Hall of Fames in uh, in, in American sports, I think. But anyway, um, when I say Draymond wants it all, it's just come out that he is looking for uh, a new contract extension, a max contract extension to be exact. He wants four years, $138 million contract extension, and um he'll be eligible to opt out of the final year of his deal and sign an extension on August 3rd, which is next week, uh, Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. So listen, how do I, I got no problem with guys getting their money. And um, my thing is this, a, a lot of guys, and I'm going to be honest, I, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this, but I'm going to just keep it a hundred here. Cause that's what we do here on the format podcast. I feel like a lot of guys in modern day sports get money that they don't deserve. Not because they haven't worked hard, not because they're on, not because they're not on the highest level of, of play in their particular sport, which is normally what the NFL or uh, the, the NHL or major league baseball or, or the NBA, right? I'm not disputing that guys should get paid. But when we're talking about guys, making the top of the top money, I feel like how good you are and what you've done has to play a role in that. Now, in that particular instance, Draymond obviously is four-time champion. He's former defensive player of the year. He's the heartbeat of the Golden State Warriors. And we know what he means to that team statistically and um, in things you can't quantify, right? But with that said, is Draymond anywhere near a max player? No. I want to give Draymond all the credit in the world. He has maximized every bit of talent that was God given into him, right? He's done everything he could do to become as, as good a player as he possibly could be with the ability that he's naturally been given. No one's going to tell you Draymond doesn't work hard in whatever it is he does. He works hard in the podcast space. He works tremendously hard on the floor. He has maximized his ability. With that said, is this a guy that's worth a maximum extension? And I always look at it through the lens of, okay, it was said that if the Warriors don't give it to him, he's willing to explore other options. If you're another team in this league or another owner, are you really giving Draymond a max deal of any sort? No, you're not. Because let, let's be real here. And this even includes Klay Thompson. There are certain guys throughout history who have been blessed enough to fall into the perfect spot, whether it's via trade or whether it's where they were drafted. Now, certain guys you know 
would have just been great no matter where they ended up because that's how that guy is. But I believe, and I obviously he's played his whole career in Golden State, so I don't have a whole lot of evidence to back it up. I don't have any, matter of fact, in terms of what he would have been had he gone somewhere else. But I truly don't believe Draymond Green would have had the career that he had had he gone somewhere else. I mean, when, when you land in certain places, it allows you not only if you have a great work ethic and you're working hard, but it also allows you to be in a situation where other people and, and the way that the organization builds can help you to maximize that talent. For instance, I look at a guy like Clay Thompson. We know he's a tremendous shooter. We know he can defend. But let's also be real. If he didn't play with Steph Curry and Draymond Green, and really, as great as Steph Curry is, if he hadn't been in a situation dropped in where he ends up with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, just kind of the perfect nucleus for these guys to grow together, to work together. And, you know, you look at the Splash Brothers, how well they play off each other, how well their shooting allows their offensive teams to have uh, spacing to allow them to do what they do. As great as Steph Curry is, when Draymond and uh, Klay Thompson were hurt, not this past season, but the previous season, as well as he played, he was only able to carry them to the play-in game, and he couldn't even get him past that to get him into the playoff, right? And that's no knock on Steph Curry. It just means that sometimes guys are in a perfect situation where the other components of their organization, of their teams, make it much easier for them to succeed, whether it's schematically, whether it's personnel. Um, flip into the NFL real quick. An example I always point to, Priest Holmes was a very solid running back in Baltimore, very good running back at University of Texas. Now he gets to um, Kansas City with the Chiefs and he gets there with uh, Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil brings over the scheme that he used with the greatest show on turf. And Priest Holmes breaks all the single season records for touchdowns, for uh, yards from scrimmage. He breaks Marshall Fox records. Why? Because he gets put into a situation where the personnel around him and the scheme that they were using was a perfect fit and allowed him to 1000% maximize the ability that he had. Now, going back to basketball, I definitely feel like Draymond Green is, is a guy who is in the perfect situation where he is. And I can't imagine that the other GMs and that the other owners don't know this. And I can't imagine that him... Uh, testing the uh the free agent market because he'll I believe he, he should be unrestricted free agent um after next year so he should be I believe restricted free agent once it comes up uh this year if he decides not to opt in um or if he doesn't get an extension but uh, as I was saying I, I can't imagine that this is a guy who is going to be able to command max money on the open market not just because he won't be in the same situation to be able to do the type of things he's doing, but also because we can see just by watching him play that the level of play he possesses is on the downslide. Um, he's getting older. I believe he's 33 now, and he's played, at least for this era, a relatively uh, physical style of game for his entire career. Now, again, it might sound like I'm banging on Draymond, and I know because he's talked about it that players see themselves as a business now. But I also know that if he's as smart as he thinks, he can't possibly believe that he's going to be able to get the amount of money that he's asking for. Now, even if it's in Golden State, and this is going to be problematic because you look at Steph Curry, he's on that uh, uh, four-year, $215 million deal. He's got a max extension signed using bird rights. This year, he's scheduled to make $48 million. Next year, 51. Next year, um, after that, 2024-25 season, $55 million. And the 25-26 season, 
almost $60 million. So that's what Steph's on the books for. Then you look at a Clay Thompson. He's on a, a five-year, $190 million deal with an average salary of $37 million, right? I'm not going to break down year by year what he's getting, but it's a whole lot of money. You look at Andrew Wiggins. He is still on the contract he signed in Minnesota, five years, $147, almost $148 million, average of $29 million, almost a hundred. Uh, excuse me, average of almost $30 million a year. And this year is his last year on that deal before he come, becomes an unrestricted free agent. If you're Joe Lacob, what do you do, right? We know how much money he's made over the last, what, six years with all these deep playoff and finals runs. We know that. But um, as it's reported, he's worth about $1.2 which actually puts him in the lower third of uh, wealth among NFL, uh, excuse me, NBA owners, which I, I don't know, I kind of find that hard to believe. It, it, number one, he had enough money to become an NBA owner. And then number two, again, as I mentioned, all the money that he's made over the last six years with the, all these deep playoff runs and championships from the Warriors. But even still, a lot, a lot of money. And the salary cap hit, the luxury tax hit is absolutely insane for the Golden State Warriors. Theoretically, he could pay them all, but it just it wouldn't be economical to do it because obviously you have Steph under contract. You have Clay under contract. Andrew Wiggins is unrestricted after this year. It's like, what do you do? You can't pay them all the amount of money that they all want to get. You still have to think about a guy like Jordan Poole. You have to pay him. So it's like, where is all that money coming from? And again, these owners, they can do it. They got tons of money, but where it hits you is in the luxury tax. Although in my personal opinion, if you're signing guys, if you're re-signing your own players, I don't think it should hurt you in the luxury tax. That should be more applied if you're bringing in free agents, like you're bringing in mercenaries, like your, your KDs or whoever else you may trade for. But if you're signing your own guy, or I should say re-signing your own guy, in my estimation, the luxury tax should not apply on that. But, you know, it's written how it's written. I'm obviously no capologist. But anyway, back to Draymond. So a couple interesting notes here. Again, I, I definitely think he's overvaluing himself, but at the same time, he's got to get he's got to get everything that he thinks he can get because this is undoubtedly his last contract. So there's that. Um, number two, and this is something I talked about on the last episode. I do find it interesting that this stuff is coming out with perfect timing right around the time that the NBA is slow, the NBA is dead. He may find he has less to talk about on the Draymond Green show. So all these are things that are keeping him relevant, helping to keep the NBA relevant, keeping people talking about him. Look at this. I've talked about him the last two episodes, right? Um, so there's that. I, I just think it's very interesting. And I really would love to see, I'm really looking forward to see how um, Joe Lacob handles this. And me personally, what I've always said, if I don't think a guy is worth what they're asking for, and I know this is a gamble because you you got to wonder if you're Joe Lacob, are you willing to lose Draymond knowing that he's the heartbeat of the team? Are you willing to lose him knowing that Steph Curry would not be happy with that? Now, Steph Curry doesn't strike me as a dude who's going to be, oh, I demand a trade or anything like that. Number one, he's making just too much money and he doesn't seem like that type of guy. Um, but with that said, I've always been the type of guy, if I was an owner and I didn't think a guy was worth the money that he was asking for, it would be my premise to say, okay, go out there, check the open market, see what you can get. And in my mind, I wouldn't say it's a said player, but when you don't get what you think that you should get, you're going to come back here with your tail between your legs and I'm really going to be in pole position. So Draymond also has to weigh that out. Again, 
if he is the smart basketball guy that he thinks he is, he can't possibly believe that he's going to get what he wants to get on the open market. But that's just me. Anyway, uh, this was a quick one. Thanks for stopping in. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, Draymond, he wants it all. Let's see if he gets it. And I'm out. Peace.